This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching Fanboy. 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 Fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. Dad, I assume Tom. This afternoon from actually gloomy Jacksonville, Florida, I get to talk to a man who's living the high life in Los Angeles right now because it's nice and warm and sunny over there about his new film, Film Fest. Marshall Cook, how are you? I'm great, thank you. <laughs> it's like San Francisco weather out here, man. And I was like really surprised. Everyone's like, Florida's warm and nice. You got to check it out. Come to visit yeah. my cousin and it's gloomy. Jacksonville's interesting. I uh, I actually visited there a couple of years ago. My uh, my brother-in-law was the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars for a couple of years. And uh, and it's an interesting town. It, yeah. it was, I mean, it, it, could, it could easily, it's like a great place to raise your family, but also an, an amazing set for like a horror movie. Oh, for sure, man. Like, for people that are from California, I'll explain it like this. In 45 minutes going across the city itself, because that's how long it takes to get from one end to the other, I've been through Marin County, the Central Valley, downtown Long Beach, Sacramento, and God knows what other rural areas of California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. But the film, Film Fest, was a huge hit at the Austin Film Festival. Uh, you get to direct your brother, Matt Cook, who was most recently uh, in A Man with a Plan. How difficult is it to work with your sibling? And uh, remind me, are you the older brother or the younger brother? <laughs> Actually, let me, I'll, I'll nip this real quick. And, I, and I, I really feel like I should say no relation to all of this. But we have so many cooks in this movie that are not related. Um, so Matt Cook is not my brother, uh, even though we we do fight for that one then. (laughs) Yeah, we do fight like siblings though. Um, and, uh, like we're incredibly comfortable enough to be terrible to each other. Um, and then Rachel Lee Cook, uh, we're, none of us are related to her. Um, we just happened to work out at the same, uh, gym and I just asked her if she'd be in the movie. (laughs) Um, and then we actually have another, Allison Dunbar, I think. Uh, her mother's maiden name is also Cook. So uh, a, a lot of cooks in the kitchen, we all said, throughout the whole shoot. You beat but, me to uh, that horrible, horrible Yeah, yeah, joke. I know. I had to. I had to. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. It's better that it came from you than from me. <laughs> yeah. But I was told Matt Cook was your brother, so I thought there was going to be some sibling rivalry on this on this set. No, no, no. Uh, thank, thank goodness. I, yeah, if, if we had that, I mean, we may have not gone through it. So <laughs> Probably wouldn't uh, have finished the film. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you wrote the you wrote this script uh, prior to the world falling apart. Yes, uh, I assume you completed it just as the world began to fall apart, and then had to wait till the world fell apart to release it. Yes, yes, and no. I mean, we you know we, everything that's been happening in the world, you know that. These movies and their distribution, depending on, you know, if they're major theatrical release, which, you know, we were never planning on 3,000 screens, but, um, it was kind of on its own timeline. It was just on that indie film track, you know, where it's more like waiting for your film festival premiere and then, you know, digital distribution. But, um, yeah, we, we made this in 2019 and, you know, a movie about film festivals is kind of timeless. I mean, it could have been, Made 20 years ago, it could be made 20 years from now. And, uh, you know, our commentary on it is current. Um, but we had the movie, we actually did our cast and crew screening for about 300 people. I think it was like March 3rd of 2020. And we kind of heard about COVID, but like nobody, nobody was talking about it being like a deadly airborne 
thing. It was more like the, that kind of flu, you know, conversation where it's like, oh, is this a thing real? Or, you know, obviously I blame the government. But, um, <laughs> but we had a, we had a really big screening. I got really sick, uh, for about two weeks after our screening. And then, um, and then, yeah, we, we submitted to some festivals and we got into Austin and then we, um, had our premiere there, which was all virtual, which was very anticlimactic because you, know, you really want to see this movie play at an audience, you know, especially at a festival. Right. Um, so we kind of didn't get that experience, but you know, uh, worse things have definitely happened. And then, um, a year later we're, we're coming out on Amazon and iTunes. Well, congratulations on the release on Amazon and iTunes. The unfortunate part is that I love going to film festivals and they were all virtual this year. And it kind of makes it more difficult in the fact that trying to pick and choose which film festival you want to watch because a lot of the films are the same ones across festivals. And the great thing about festivals, like, you know, we've covered Catalina Island Film Festival, Coronado Beach, San Diego, Long Beach Film Festival, which is a real tiny one, uh, AFI, San Antonio, Austin itself, and so on and so forth. And the fun part of these festivals is going to those towns and seeing the local reaction in comparison to if it was just a major big budget release that is going to be seen across the country. Yeah, I mean, one of the main appeals about, and you kind of said it, about festivals is screening your movie in front of an audience of people who love movies and um, getting those reactions. I mean, in a virtual film festival, you know, I, I love them for keeping it going and trying and adapting, and we love Austin Film Fest, but... You know, it's an interface that not really everybody can understand. It's a lot more expensive. It's, you know, it's just hard to, to get that kind of experience where, you know, now, I mean, it's even challenging now. It's like, hey, I know you're used to watching things for free on Hulu and Netflix and Amazon Prime, but, um, you know, our movie's three ninety nine or four ninety nine now to rent. It's like getting people to even pay that uh, is, is already a challenge. Um, so when it's a festival and it's like, hey, it's, you know, a hundred dollars for a badge or something. Right. Uh, it's, it's tough. It's a tough sell. No, it's a very tough sell. Um, but the also fun part about the festival, especially with a movie about film festivals is getting indie filmmakers to squirm in their seats while yes. watching, you know, things that are going on in this film that they might be guilty of, or their friends who are filmmakers are definitely guilty of. Yes, it's a very self-aware movie. It's very meta, and, and, and we've, the feedback we've gotten so far is that people, you know, they love the movie, and, and they're also just like it hurts their stomach in some, some of these scenes because it's just very true to life. And, and you know, I, I'm not going to claim that this movie represents all film festivals for everyone. This is, you know, a, a, a journey of you know these characters, and some of them represent, you know, characters that everybody knows, but. Um, you know, it, it is very specific. We're not trying to nail every single thing about everybody everywhere. Right. Um, but yeah, we, we found that there's a lot that people relate to and, uh, and it's fun. I mean, if, you know, people who, who have experienced it will, will see themselves in there and, and there's a lot of inside baseball, <laughs> but there's also, you know, it's, it's digestible for the general audiences right. to enjoy as well. Well, the fun part about all of this is so there, I'm not going to say which festival this is, but it's a little, uh, highfalutin at times, shall we say. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I've been covering them for multiple years, and I decided that after year three, um, I would sit there because I've seen how some of the filmmakers at this particular festival treat people who aren't in the industry. Mm -hmm. 
So I decide to dress like a total schlub and, you know, five o'clock shadow, haven't shaved maybe all week type deal and see who's actually a polite, decent human being and who's a real a-hole because I never have the badge facing forward that shows that I have press credentials. (laughs) Right. And so if they're nothing but a jerk in the beginning, it's guaranteed I'm not going to go see and review their film. And if they're actually really kind and were actually personable, then, yeah, I'll go give their movie a shot. Right. Yeah, Yeah, we we even have, like, a little uh, nod to that. There's there's a moment where, you know, Logan, uh, Matt Cook, you know, our main character, introduces his producer, uh, uh, Deanna, reason number two, the festival director. He's like, oh, you know, this is Kim. And she's like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And it's like, she's the, you know, uh, director of program. Oh, really nice to meet you, you know. (laughs) You just spin on a dime. It's like, oh, yeah, you're somebody who can help me, maybe. Right. And it's, it's always interesting to get that reaction. Um, your your personal experience with the festivals, I assume, has gotten you to, you know, or was the catalyst for Film Fest. Um, <laughs> where, you, know, you have to try, chop the movie down because there's hundreds upon hundreds of hours of footage and a million jokes that you can make that I'm sure has enough stuff on the cutting room floor, to use an old term, that, uh, that could create a sequel for us. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was one particular gag or, or scene that you really wanted to be in the film, but didn't quite fit the narrative? Oh, what did we cut out? Um, Man, I just try to forget these things because they hurt, you know, (laughs) when you, when you lose them. But, uh, um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like we tried to be pretty efficient with our shooting in this. Uh, a lot of the stuff we cut was actually not, obviously we, you know, didn't make the movie because we felt it wasn't important enough. Um, so it was probably more dramatic stuff. There's actually a lot of like, um, informative stuff about like, you know, details and what the distribution models and things like that, where yes, we wanted, we wanted to spell it out a little bit, but then, you know, we're getting near the end of the movie and it's kind of like, hey, let's, we don't want to have like three different endings, you know? Right. So there's a part of me that wishes that, you know, I really owned every part of it and, uh, and that, it, it, but it just turned out to be a, a detail that most audiences don't really care about. Gotcha. Um, it could have so. been a clue ending where you had, where you had the three or four different endings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to talk to Will Sasso not too long ago and he's in the film. Um, uh-huh. You know, Will seems like one of those guys that is an introvert, but really turns it on for the camera in his performance. And I've noticed that a lot about actors and particularly voice actors. Uh, what was it like working with Will? Because I know he's a total professional, but when you let him go and you let him riff, you know, are you thankful that everything's digital now instead of on film? Uh, well, yeah, certainly. I, 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 I'm very thankful to just let, let it run with Will. Um, fortunately, I've known Will for over a decade, so um, I have a bit of a shorthand with him. We did we did another thing that was very kind of inside cringe, just this, this short film that I encourage people to check out called uh, Follow Me. Mm-hmm. It's on Will Sasso's uh, YouTube page. It's a 12-minute short. Um, but, um, you know, he and I have done some things together over the years, and um, he's just... He's a, he, you know, he's a total professional to everybody on set. Obviously, he's he's not one of those guys that lets everybody in immediately. You know, like he he wants to make sure that you know you're not a 
garbage person, <laughs> I guess. But uh, and that you get but, his jokes. Yeah, I mean, you know, he he's very comfortable in in his uh, taste of comedy, and uh, so uh, you know, there's a, definitely a lot of trust there, and and he'll he'll give me what I need, and and I'll try to create an environment for him to you know do what he does best, and I'd be an idiot to try to you know constrain him too much. It's just sometimes there's the realities of just time. Um, but you know, it's always, it's always like, yes, sir. And, and this is like, he's just a, t- a total professional, even if, you know, he knows that he can be more casual with me. Right. And no, the reason why I say digital instead of film is because Will can like take you in eight different directions. And at least with digital, you know, it's, it's safe to a hard drive rather than worrying about running out of film without yeah. some great stuff. So that's why I bring it up in that regard. Um, the funny thing with Will is that we had a, when we were having our conversation about the animated film that he was in, uh, you have to realize that we're both six foot three. We're both Mediterranean men, uh, <laughs> that are well over 250 pounds, bald, and we're having a deep dive discussion into our addiction of 90 day fiance. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> yeah, we, yeah, he, he and I, uh, We'll, we'll get together sometimes and we'll, we'll watch some, uh, we'll, I guess I'll call it counter-programming. Just, uh, <laughs> I like <laughs> sometimes that. Sometimes it's more fun. Yeah. Yeah. So with, with all the cooks in the kitchen in this film, and then Ellen Wong is in the film as well, um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you satirize films, you satirize uh, the industry as a whole. Is there ever worry about backlash because there are just some really stuffy people in the industry that take the art more seriously than it needs to be at times? I mean, of course that's going to happen. You know, uh, I, I've, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be uh, at an age or maturity level where I just am not trying to please everybody all the time now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I mean, you're making a movie called Film Fest, right. like. Of course, there's going to be pretentious filmmakers that are going to be like, who are you? This movie better be perfect. You know, <laughs> like, I can't, I can't go in there with that mindset. Otherwise, I'll just never do it. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure this will piss some people off and that's fine. Uh, uh, you know, if you, I feel like if you can make a comedy that pleases over 50%, then that's a huge success. Hey, that's all that um, matters, man. <laughs> you know, uh, and again, like I, I think that some people will love it and 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 good, you know. And if it if it didn't, then watch something else. Exactly. Uh, like let, let's be honest, <laughs> Trading Places I don't think could have been made the this century. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think that you know we. I think that we're pretty fair though uh, in in our exper- experience. I mean, we're not like like I said, we're not making this everyone's experience. This right. is. Our, a lot of our personal experience, and some of it's obviously uh, made up or, or uh, you know, enhanced. Right. Yeah, yeah, but but it's all, it all comes from a, a grounded place, and you know, you can't tell me that this didn't happen to me because it did. You know, right. uh, certain conversations or experiences. What was, uh, what was the one moment at a film festival that you've attended? And if you'd like to throw them under the bus, please feel free. Uh, that you said this would make. And amazing film that I have to get behind. I think uh, you know I, there was one. I won't say which which one it was, but there was one where I was at an award. Uh, I was at an award show for I, I I swear it felt like five hours. I mean it was a whole day, and 
just just having everybody involved with the festival to come up one at a time to talk about the festival and kind of congratulate themselves and and then and then just the amount of awards and and it was so much and and nobody I mean I I, I can't speak for everybody but I would assume nobody wanted to be there that long right um, <laughs> and it was hot and it was just so yeah I, and 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 so in that moment I did leave a little early to get some ice cream and then the, the film that I was uh, there you know representing when I was only representing it as an actor uh, it, it did win it did win best film. So I was gone for that. Of course. <laughs> so I stayed for the whole thing until the, the thing won best film. Yeah. Oh. I, <laughs> you had a Larry David moment where he win, where he wins the Emmy and still looks uh, you know, sour puss on camera. Yeah, I had this like half eaten ice cream and then just the trumpets start. <laughs> yeah. But see, that's a funny story that could lead to to so many different variations in, in cinema. The, yeah, that's it, all it takes. It, it, yeah, there's just so many remind. It, it, I think it, it was partly that festival that reminded me. Oh, I've been going to these things for you know, uh, you know, since, since my early 20s. I mean, we're talking like 15 years now. So, um, yeah, I just kind of took everything that I could remember, and I wish I had a journal at every festival because I know that there's some stuff that I left out. But there's some very interesting festivals I've gone to, and, and so you you know you could definitely make this into a trilogy. But uh, you might well, we'll see about that. to do so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, you know, if, I mean, if it takes off, it's not out of the question. You know, and then you just take it to that festival where, you know, you with your half-eaten ice cream and do a uh, trilogy screening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think the third one, though, we would just do, we would change the genre entirely, make it a horror film and just kill everybody. <laughs> that would actually be interesting. I know. There was a part of me, there was a part where I was like, this is an interesting setup for a horror film, but we didn't, we didn't go that route. It's, it's a, it's certainly a fun road trip, buddy comedy, you know, that, that you can relate to. Right. Well, the, the fun thing about Film Fest and having attended so many, uh, on the press side for me and on the professional side for you, well, professional side as in industry side, let's, let's correct myself that way since I'm there in a professional capacity as well. Um, we get to see all walks of life and how everybody treats everybody and especially the the people that are there only to enhance their careers much rather than, uh, you know, just be there to enjoy the moment. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, I was at one film festival. I don't want to say which one it was, but there was uh, an actor in um, in one of the features that was, you know, up and coming. I don't, I don't remember his name, but people recognized him. And he was just really obnoxious and loud and abrasive. And at one point, I just looked at him and said, if you would like to keep your acting career going, I would shut the F up right now. <laughs> and, he, and he said, why, are you a producer? I said, no, I will put you to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. he started calming down. Um, you know, has there been any of those type of experiences for you where you have to deal with this you know, abrasive type person or whatever else that's going on and just roll, you know, I roll moments, shall we, shall we say uh, politely? Certainly in my time in LA, absolutely. Um, on this film, not at all. Um, and I, you know, I think that maybe everybody's just a little older. I don't really suffer that, you know, and, and a lot of that, those decisions are made in casting. Like I know that 
and hiring crew. Like I knew that our cast and crew, first of all, they're all professionals. You know, I, I, there's a character judgment in the hiring of them, but they also know what they're getting into. Um, they're not doing this movie for the money. Right. Um, so I think we just had a really good mix of cast and crew. And, and you know, we also try to, to, to build that environment, you know, top down as well. Like, you know, nobody is yelling at anybody on our sets, you know, like there's no power dynamics like, like that. I mean, there obviously has to be a certain element of, you know, checks and balances, but, but no one's trying to hurt anybody's feelings. We're just trying to make a movie and enjoy that process. Um, so no, no, I, I really don't suffer that. I, I, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad that there's a little bit more transparency and, and, um, and, um, consequences, you know, for, for some of that behavior, because there's, there's no reason an actor should be a jerk, mm-hmm. you know, the, for, for what they get to do for a living, just like the, <laughs> just calm down. Um, <laughs> you know, the industry has shifted quite a bit. Atlanta has become a hotbed. Colorado is, is surprisingly becoming a place uh, to go to make films now, you know, Florida, Texas, uh, you know, you don't need to necessarily be in LA anymore. How much of a hindrance and how much of that is a help for the independent film scene? Um, it just, it's really case by case. Um, it really depends on the budget. Cause like if you're doing something that's an ultra low budget movie, I mean, your travel costs are going to be a wash for any kind of rebate. So it just depends. I mean, I, the, the, the next movie I'm hoping to do might just be in LA as well because, you know, it, it's just, you it, it, until you, yeah, until, until, yeah, I do. Uh, but what, you know, I, I guess it's case by case. I, I will say in Georgia, you know, for lack of a better term, it's been uh, somewhat marvelized. And, you know, crews there are not, they, they're not going to do, you know, an indie film for like 150 a day or whatever, you know, rates you can get away with in other places. Um, cause, you know, they have all these studio films there. And, and if not that, they have commercials. Um, so, you know, in some ways it's indie fr- friendly and in other ways it's not. But, um, so I, you know, in my, in my limited experience in just LA and in Georgia mostly, uh, you know, certain projects work, you know, it just depends on what you're doing. I do, yeah, I do, I do commercials in Georgia and that's great, but, uh, but, you know, for an indie film, I feel like LA might be a bit more friendly. Well, especially if you live there, I mean, it makes it easier for you on travel and then you get to spend the night in your own bed. (laughs) That, that, yes, and, uh, my, my wife certainly, Babies me when I'm in production, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I will say you know something that's also just so valuable is access to actors and like our cast is one of the most valuable parts of, of this movie and and uh, you know having these actors working for you know SAG ultra low budget as a favor or for the love of movies or because they're friends of friends or whatever um, you know they're they're all so talented and and you know there's nothing like a, a, a bad you know, like local actor or whatever, you know, that sticks out in the movie. Uh, I, re- I really do love all the performances in this. Well, it's a, it's a fun film. You guys are enjoying yourselves. You can tell the cast enjoyed being a part of it. It wasn't necessary. You know, it wasn't one of those movies where it's, you know, it's a payday. I will begrudgingly finish the film. I mean, everyone's legitimately having fun. Um, the thing with comedy is that comedy, I think, is harder than drama. Because you have to ensure the funny for as many people as you can, um, you know, and then you have the the talented cast that's already in there, you know, Matt and Will and, and uh, you know, and everybody else. 
that uh, editing has to be the hardest part in trying to keep the funny in tone with what you were initially going with and having the joke flow after two or three takes. Yeah, and it was certainly a balance in editing because, you know, well, first of all, this isn't like a raucous comedy where we're just trying to keep everybody laughing, you know, every minute. I, I feel like tonally it, it might be more in the, you know, um, almost like sideways, like Alexander Payne, you know, or Election, where there, there's some drama, there's some cringe, there's, you know, there's definitely some space in between the jokes. Um, but, yeah, co- comedy is certainly very difficult, to, you know, I would say especially now, I think you have to be a little bit more thoughtful with your comedy. Um, and, and there's nothing worse than an actor pushing the comedy, especially when it's not a funny joke. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that this, this entire cast is, you know, they're all veteran, veterans in their own right. I mean, like seven of our main cast is from the Groundlings main company, so they perform weekly for free, you know, to, uh, they write and, and produce their own sketches, you know, uh, on stage. So they're just grinders and, and they give you what you need and then, you know, if you have time, they'll, they'll bring something else to the table. Um, so yeah, it's just fi- finding all those moments and, and yeah, I mean, editing actually wasn't that difficult because, you know, you weren't allowed a whole lot of takes and the actors were pretty dang solid every take. Does it almost feel like shooting a, a television series in, in that regard when it's an indie film that has a very short schedule in comparison to a bigger budget film where you'll have six to eight months to finish it? Um, I would say that you can make that comparison. I, uh, we, def- we certainly didn't get the resources of a television show, but, um, but definitely the pace. Um, but, you know, I actually haven't really had a career in TV as of yet, so I, I can't speak to that. Okay. But, uh, but for, for the actors that did, yeah, like when, they were, when we were moving on two or three takes, they would, you know, say, wow, you're moving. Does that make it more fun instead of a, a long, drawn-out workday? I mean, not in the sense that, like, you know, uh, the days aren't long, but the fact that you get two or three scenes done rather than, you know, one scene for three days. I mean, it, I, I guess that's case by case. It depends on the scene. I would love to have more time. Um, you know, I would, some, we were doing sometimes like nine, 10, 11. I think our biggest day was like 11 and three quarter pages in one day. Um, you know, when you're doing an average of nine pages a day for five days in a row, it, it, it's, it's a heck of a lot of endurance. Right. Uh, that, that's needed. And, um, and, uh, you know, if I could have three to five pages per, per day, we could really like breathe and like explore and, you know, try to improvise and really, uh, so, you know, I, I would say no, I, I don't like doing quite so much in a day, but we just kind of had to. And, um, and some of the enjoyment came from at the end of the day when you realized, wow, we did it and it was good. We didn't really sacrifice anything. Well, uh, you know, Marshall, since you did have the unofficial Cook family reunion on this set <laughs> and everybody else that, uh, you know, we, we find out that you're all related 18 generations back. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, I, as a, uh, as a departing gift, you know, for the, uh, for the end of filming, did you just give everybody a chef's hat? <laughs> no, we, what did we, uh, we gave them t-shirts that had film best on it just to give ourselves some. You know, here's a gift, but also it promotes us in the movie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're, we're shameless indie filmmakers with this thing. Um, I'm going to be putting out, you know, quote unquote, viral content on the internet just to get people's attention to, you know, watch it. I'm, I'm going to be, be the, uh, the guy that I hate in the movie. So you're going to be yeah. that guy for, for the next few weeks promoting the film and then you get to go back to being, to hating that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, there's, there's a lot of, 
there's a lot that you can relate to to me in this film, and, and uh, yeah, it's a, I, it's a it's a constant struggle in, in this brain. Um, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you know I'm, I'm making a a video that deals with getting you know kicked in the privates to you know get views to watch this movie that's not about that. Um, it's all a mess. Well, you certainly have the right cast to get people to want to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I am I am very uh, hopeful that people find it. I, I, you know, shooting for the moon, I hope it's like a kind of a swingers thing, you know, where um, nobody really knew about it at first, and then just over the years they discovered it and it became a cult classic. And then from there you get to take over uh, DC Studios since Favreau has the lock on Marvel. I mean, I'm glad that you said that. I mean, that would, you know, I would love that guy's career. But, right. uh, yeah. Sure. Well, let's put it out there, man. So <laughs> it's all part of the plan, right? You know, it, it's you're playing long ball. I get it. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> actually, you know what? To be honest, it's referenced in the movie. There's a whole conversation about indie filmmakers getting plucked and and, and put in studio films. It's it's a it's a goal of our main character in a way, and which came from you know my and Paul, my co-writer's brains. So. Of course we want that stuff. Come on. You know, I, I remember the old show on IFC, uh, Dinner for Five, and um, what Kevin Smith was was filling in for Favreau, and he wouldn't shut up about clerks, and he's like, now I sound like Favreau who can't shut up about swingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, ooh, ooh. yeah, go ahead. No, so it's all in fun, man, and that, that's what we're looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I um, yeah, at the, yeah, at the end of the day, it is... Look, this is a, a, a light, you know, fun road trip comedy that people can escape into, and it's you know, got humor and solid performances, and you know, there's no like heavy, heavy, heavy drama with politics or or whatever. Uh, I, I do think that this people will enjoy it, maybe learn a thing or two about you know this this part of the business that nobody's really talking about. I I, I feel like we represent the 99 percent of filmmakers in a way. Well, I'm glad to hear that, man, and I'm glad it didn't go political because, quite frankly, we can put on Fox, CNN. Uh, Newsmax, MSNBC, and God knows NPR and whatever else other channels to depress ourselves with the politics of the day. So thank you for keeping it light and entertaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a joy. <laughs> yeah. Marshall Cook, where can we find you on social media if we want to connect with you? Uh, I pretty much only use Instagram. I just can't dance around on all these apps. But uh, I'm at this Marshall Cook. Specifically because I'm not the or the official or the only or the real because there was a, there's other Marshall Cooks I'm just this one. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's my stance. I think that, that's a fair assessment in that regard. Yeah. You know, this Marshall Cook. Well, you know, at Instagram or in Instagram, eh, I can't even talk anymore. At Instagram, uh, Film Fest comes out, I believe, March second on Amazon. Uh, yes, March 2nd, Amazon and iTunes uh, for rental or to own. Perfect. And then uh, when you release the DVD or the Blu-ray, are there going to be any extra special features that we should keep an eye out for? Oh, man. I don't even know if we're doing uh, that stuff, to be honest. I mean, we'll be on Google Play a week after, and then as far as any behind-the-scenes or any extras, I'll probably just put it out there on Instagram, you know, or, or maybe YouTube. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if people are doing DVDs and Blu-rays. I'd love, I'd love to get those out there, but, you know. Well, I'm one of those people that loves having the tangible. I know, I know. I have my own collection, too. Yeah, it's just there's hard costs, and I don't know. It's, just, it's one of those movies. 
Well, you know what? When the sequel comes out, it could be, uh, you know, a bonus disc or something. Yeah, well, we'll definitely put a box collection together if we do more of these, for sure. I'm help, I'm helping you out here by thinking of ways to promote the film and future <laughs> endeavors for Film Fest. What's that? Sorry, is that the last, the last part? Uh, is it, uh, and trying to get you future endeavors for Film Fest. Yes. You know, like Film Fest uh, at Sea, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, film, yeah. We'll do a film, film Fest virtual and then Film Fest the horror movie. There you go. <laughs> Marshall Cook, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a pleasure. Please keep in touch. Uh, Film Fest is available on iTunes and on Amazon March 2nd, or Tuesday, March 2nd. That's when I get home from Florida. And then, of course, you know, have to do the natural quarantining thing, which has become such a huge part of life. <laughs> thank you, Robert. Really appreciate it.